Church, just lift up your praises to Him. God, we bless your name. We bless your name, Jesus, because you deserve the praise. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. Father, we thank you tonight that you are a good and a loving Father. That your word is true. That you are faithful. That you never leave us and you never forsake us and you never fail. We put our trust in you tonight, God. We put our hope in you tonight. You are the living hope that is inside of us. We thank you, God, that tonight we come before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you deserve our worship, God. You deserve our adoration. And we freely give it to you tonight, God. We give it to you in this place, Lord. We thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That was beautiful. Church, I'm only going to talk to you for a few minutes tonight. And if you know me very well, you know that that is hard for me to do. So, I need y'all to have some faith in me. Raise your hand if you think I can do it. Come on! Raise your hand if you think I can do it. Okay, I'm starting a timer. Y'all are my witnesses. I'm starting a timer, Pastor Lee. If I can get back into my phone. Hold on, because now I'm wasting a minute. Okay. I have 15 minutes to get this point across to y'all tonight, and I know that it is a word from the Lord because He tried it in my own life today. How many of y'all are tired? How many of y'all are just feeling like you're kind of at the end of yourself? How many of you have need of endurance tonight? Okay, so turn in your Bibles if you have it or on your phone. And let's read our main text for tonight, which is Hebrews 10, verse 35. Hebrews 10, verse 35. I'm going to stop my timer while y'all turn in your Bibles, because that shouldn't count against me, right? Okay. Okay, see Hebrews 10, verse 35. It says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. Everybody say great reward. For you have need of endurance. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one, that's me and you, shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those. Everybody say, we are not of those. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. The King James says, but of those who believe to the saving of their souls. Y'all, doesn't that just excite you? Is there something inside of you that's just like, hmm? Because I want to be of those who believe to the saving of my soul. I want to be one of those who is counted in Christ as a person who will not turn back, who will not shrink back, and who will not be destroyed. But y'all, how do we do that? The verse right before tells us, you have need of endurance. When you think about endurance, what do you think about? I always think of exercise when I think about endurance. Romans 5 says that suffering produces endurance. So we're going to the Lord. God, I want to be, this is me, time and time and time again in my life. God, I want to be of those who would not shrink back. Make me into that person. Give me that faith, God. Put it in me. And we want God to just deposit it into us with no effort. But just speak a word and just fill us with endurance. But Romans 5 tells us, 
Suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And it's a hope that makes us not ashamed because the Holy Spirit shed abroad the love of God in our hearts. It's one of the most miraculous things about being a believer that I, that I have ever learned that God has revealed to me in my spirit. And this is a supernatural understanding. Hear me say this. Suffering makes you love God more. It does not make sense to a carnal person. This is a spiritual truth that can only be understood in your spirit. That suffering can make you love God more. It produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And that hope makes us not ashamed because the Holy Spirit spreads abroad the love of God in our hearts. It just doesn't make sense. So I want to tell y'all a story about endurance. I have a daughter. Her name is Grace. Most of you know her. She's 21. I told her she could come tonight and defend herself, but she's not here, so I can say whatever I want. So Grace, when she was about 12 years old, she was in gymnastics. Raise your hand if you've ever been in gymnastics before. Is Izzy here? Is Izzy here? Izzy's mom, the one I know the most since done gym. She's amazing. So Grace was in gymnastics. She's about 12 years old. She's in level seven. She's progressing really fast. And when we started gym, I knew nothing about it. I didn't do gymnastics as a little girl. I knew nothing about gym. So as a mom, if y'all have ever watched your kids in a situation where they're being pressed and pushed really hard physically, it's something that's very difficult to watch. And so I walked into the gym one day, and I was early to pick her up because I wanted to watch her for a little while. And I walk in, and there's 12 little girls on, on a mat out in the middle of this gym, and these two coaches are standing over them, and I hear the coach say, okay, girls, this is what we're going to do for the rest of practice. Five-minute hollow holds. Do y'all know what a hollow hold is? Okay, who said that? You're going to do it. Get up here. Yes. Hurry, because I only have 15 minutes. Hurry. Stand up if you have to. Like, I don't know. Can you do it on the table? Will you break the table? You have to. You have to. Okay, lay on your back. Go out there by Haley. Wait, hurry, hurry. No, just stay. It's fine. Hurry. I only have 15 minutes. Hurry. Okay, on your back. Put your legs out straight. Put your arms above your head like this. All the way on the floor. Okay, now, lift your feet and your hands at the same time. No. Balance, balance on, like, on your spine. Balance to where you're, it's an ab workout. Put your arms up and your feet up at the same time. Come on. Your head, too. Like, oh, you're pulling back your shoulders. Your shoulders. Hollow, like this. Hollow, hold. Okay, y'all, he's not got it. But anyway, y'all get the point. Okay, so you can do it for about five seconds. Okay? Impossible. And y'all, I just stood there and I watched my little girl. She was 12 years old. And she was struggling so hard. And she, she was holding her arms and her like her whole body was just trembling. Her whole body was shaking. And she was trying so hard to do it. And she was so determined. And I could see the look on her face. And she was so determined. But she would hold it for about 30 seconds. And then she would just drop. And her body would just fall on the mat, just limp. And the coach would say, you guys start over five more minutes. And she would start the timer over again. She would hold her feet up and her arms up. And she'd be shaking her whole body. And she just would fall limp on the mat. She did this over and over again. 
until I literally could not take it anymore. As her mom, it took everything in me not to walk out on that gym floor and say, look, people, let me tell you something. This is my daughter. This is ridiculous. There cannot possibly be a point to this, and we are out. But y'all, I knew Grace, and I knew that she would have been so mad at me if I had done that. So I did what every respectable mother would do, and I left. <laughs> I, like, I can't take it anymore. I cannot take it anymore. And so I went to the car, and I just fuming. I can remember calling Clay, my husband, and saying, you're not going to believe what they're doing. I can't take it. So I'm just sitting in the car waiting on her, and about 20 minutes later, here she comes. 12 years old, she's got a big old book sack on her back, and she gets in the car. She sits down beside me, and she's going... <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm fuming because I want to fix this for her, and I have no idea what to say, and I don't want to break her, and so I'm just silent. And she sits in the seat beside me for probably five minutes of just, you know, you know how when you cry really hard for a long time and then you just sob and you can't talk because you're just like, that was her. She was just absolutely sobbing. And so when she sat down in the chair, I just reached over and I held her hand. And I just held her hand real tight, like, I'm here for you, babe. I'm here with you. And after a few minutes, it kind of she started to kind of calm down. And I looked at her and I said, baby, is it worth it? And this is her. She went, yes! <laughs> Y'all, I will admit, I am not exaggerating. I wish she was here to tell you. It was so dramatic. Like, are you kidding me? Of course it's worth it. How could you even ask me that question? Yes, it's worth it. And y'all, two weeks later, we were in New Orleans at a gym meet. And a hundred girls were competing that day. And before the gym meet starts, the instructor gets out there and she's like, hey, before we start the meet today, we're going to have a handstand competition. Everybody on the mat. And a hundred girls' feet go up in the air. Which, if you have a person in your family does gymnastics, you know that they basically walk on their hands. Once they join gym, Grace literally kicked me in the head one time in a store in public. She was going into a handstand while we were shopping. I was like, hey, we are shopping! Get off your hands! So she could do a handstand. And after five minute hollow holes, let me tell you what. You can hold a handstand. Y'all, a hundred girls went up in the air on that mat. And I watched them one by one fall. I watched them bump into each other. You know when you watch somebody do a handstand, hey, you want me to make you do it? It's hard. It's way hard. I remember at home with her one night, I was like, I can do this. And I went to go do it, and I looked like a complete idiot. I was like, hey, I can't do it. It's hard to hold a handstand. So 100 feet are up in the, or 200 feet are up in the air, and one by one they start falling, and they're walking around because they're trying to keep their balance, and they're bumping into each other, and girls are falling, and there's Grace right in the middle just holding that handstand. And I'm in the crowd, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's like, she's gonna make it like into the top 20. Top 20, she's still holding that handstand. Girls are falling all around her. Y'all, she won that handstand competition. And I was in the stand and I was like, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. Oh my gosh, she's gonna do it. And then I got to where I was just silent because I couldn't breathe because I was just watching her like, she's gonna win out of 100 girls, she's gonna win. And she did. And y'all, the last girl fell and she still didn't fall. She was holding that handstand because she had no idea what was going on around her because she was so focused. Wow. Wow. And I remember the instructor lady on the microphone, she goes, baby, you can stop now. You won. And she, she falls and she looks up like, oh, I won. You know, 
It was so fun to watch her win that. But as soon as she won that handstand competition, all I could think was, it's all that conditioning. It's all those hollow holds. Like, it was worth it. Because here we are, and you're winning. You're bringing home gold medals. Y'all, that is how you build endurance. And what I learned in this story, God has used it several times in my life to teach me things. But specifically in preparing for tonight, this is what the Lord showed me. Grace had a true belief in her heart that her coach knew what was best. She believed that what her coach knew was more than what she could know. She believed that her coach's plan for her was good and that there was a purpose in everything that she was going through to get her to that moment when she could receive a great reward. And all of those workouts that as her mom, I didn't understand. Looking on, I was thinking, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. This is unnecessary. Why does it have to be this hard? Why does it have to be like this? Every one of those moments leading up to her getting on a balance beam and winning a gold medal or her winning a handstand competition against 100 girls, she believed in her heart that her coach knew what was best. And y'all, that's how we have to believe in our God. He sees what we cannot see, and he knows what we cannot know. And his plans for us are good. And so as he brings things into our life that challenge us, that that feel at times like they hurt us, or feel at times like they're hard or impossible, or it's too difficult, God, I don't think I can do this. At the bottom of your heart, you have to believe that God is good. It is the only way that you're going to make it. I want to read this to you, and if you have your Bibles and you want to turn, it's just back a few pages in Hebrews chapter 3, and he's talking about the children of Israel, and this is what he says in verse 7. He says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test. Can you imagine God saying that about you, that you put him to the test? I just, I'm not, sometimes I read these scriptures and I just think like, I really think about it. God would say those words to me directly. I don't ever want to put God to the test. You know, like you, how you test people's patience sometimes and just, I don't want to do that to the Lord. Business where your brothers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And then he says this morning, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. And then he goes on to talk about the children of Israel, and in verse 19, this is what he says. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Y'all, what happened in the hearts of those men who hardened their hearts against God is every trial they went through, every testing that they went through, every struggle that they walked through, they didn't believe that God was good. 
They questioned God. They turned against him. They grew bitter. They never allowed God to really show them why he was doing what he was doing. And all the while, God's like, I'm trying to bring my glory through you. I looked down on the earth and I chose you, nation of Israel, to bring forth my glory into the world, to bring forth my son and my word. And like, could you just walk with me and trust me? And they wouldn't do it. They hardened their hearts. And all the while, God was just trying to tell the world a beautiful story of his salvation through these chosen people. They wouldn't see it and they hardened their hearts. And it says they couldn't enter because of unbelief. Imagine if they would just have believed God. If they just would have said, okay, God, we don't get it. We're walking around these walls seven times. We don't get it. We're walking through this wilderness for you. We don't get it. But we believe that you are good. We believe that your way is right. We believe that you are holy. And we trust you with our lives. What if they would have said that? What God could have done through them. And y'all, don't you want to be that people? Don't you want to be that 12-year-old little girl who looks at her mom who wants to rescue her and say, don't you dare rescue me. Because that five-minute hollow hold is going to get me a great reward. That five-minute testing on that mat in my practice is going to get me a gold medal. You better not rescue me. I will endure this. And I will go through whatever God puts before me because I believe that his plan for me is good and that his way is right. I love this verse in Hebrews 10 that says, in verse 23, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Do you believe that tonight? He who promised is faithful. It doesn't matter what your circumstance looks like. It doesn't matter where you are tonight. It doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter how impossible the situation in front of you seems. It doesn't matter how great things are. He who promised is faithful. And he is working through you to build endurance and to build strength. Because, y'all, we have no idea what is ahead of us. As the church of Jesus Christ in these last days, I mean, do you not believe that we are living in the last days? We are living in the last days. And we have no idea what's ahead of us. Pastor Lee said this, and we've talked about it so much, but all these revivals and just the move of God that we're seeing in our country and in the world, it's like he's giving us this fresh wind, just his presence is coming because he's putting something in us that we're going to need. And what we need, he says it right here, you have need of endurance. So that when the coming one comes, when Jesus comes, that we can stand before him and he can truly say, well done, well done. And we can receive a great reward that is going to make everything we walk through in this life just pale in comparison. We are not going to stand before Jesus and say, why did you make me go through all that? Why did you ask that great of a price of my life? Why did we are not going to do that? We are going to cast our crowns at his feet. And I believe the only thing that we would ever feel is, oh, I just wish I would have done more. I wish you could have asked more of my life. Now that I see you and I'm beholding this great reward that you had prepared for me, if I could have done more, God. And so church, let's be of those who would not draw back under perdition, but that would believe to the saving of our souls. Isn't that what you want your testimony to be? Amen. The five minute hollow holds are going to be worth it one day. So now every time y'all work out, I want you to say to yourself, suffering produces endurance. And y'all, it just makes us love the Lord. So this is what I want to do. 
actually want you just to stay seated. I really do believe the Lord gave me this word because some of you really are here tonight because you're just exhausted and you're tired. And, and I think it's okay for us to be tired. I think it's okay for us to tell the Lord the truth. God, I'm just kind of running low. I'm, I've been holding this hollow hold for two minutes now, and I don't know if I can make it to five. And so I want us just to pray, and I want the worship team is going to come, and we're going to just sing a really simple song. And I just want us to, to really spend a minute with the Lord and let him refresh us. So would y'all pray with me? Just lift up your hands, if you would, where you're sitting. Father, we just come before you tonight, God, and we thank you for the rest that is available to us in your presence. I thank you, God, that you can, in a moment, completely change our perspective and allow us to see your goodness, even in the midst of very difficult times and very difficult circumstances. Father, I pray that there's not one person in this room right now that you don't see. You know, every detail of every life and every story that's in this room, everything that's happened today and this week leading up to this moment, you know it all. You've seen it all. You are not surprised. You are not perplexed. You are not confused. You are in full control of our lives. And I thank you, God, that we have put our trust in a Savior who knows us. You know our frame. You know our future. You hold our future in your hands. And so, God, together, we just praise you right now, God. We thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, that we don't have to have everything figured out, that we don't have to understand it all. We serve a God who sees what we cannot see and who knows what we cannot know. And so tonight, God, I ask you to make us believers. Make us people who would look at our circumstances and believe to the core of who we are, that you are good. No matter what our circumstance says, no matter what our life says, no matter what our surroundings say, you are good. Church, say that with me. You are good. And we believe it, God. We believe it. We put our trust in you, God. And we ask you, let this belief in us produce endurance. Let the suffering of our life produce endurance. And let that endurance build character in us, God. Let it make us more like you. And Father, let that build hope in us that would put us to shame. Because we love you more. Because the Holy Spirit does a miracle. And in the midst of our sorrow, and in the midst of our struggle, the Holy Spirit sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts. Thank you so much for that truth, God. Thank you for that promise. We just exalt you in this place tonight. Father, I pray that as we worship you, that you would just turn our eyes to you, turn our hearts to you, God. Fill us with faith to trust you and believe you. And fill us with endurance, God, that we would make it to the end. That we would not be of those who would shrink back and be destroyed. But we would believe you to the saving of our soul, God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. 